0: Hello and welcome to the New Matters Podcast. My name is Mike Tarselli, and I'm the Scientific Director for SLAS. Joining me today is Mui Pham and she's the winner of the Visiting Graduate Researcher Fellowship for 2020. Hi, Mui.
1: Yeah, nice to meet you, Mike. Hi.
0: Hi, thank you and congratulations. Um, first, tell me a little bit about your current scientific work and if you can do it in 10 words or less.
1: Okay, I will try. <laughs> So um, I'm working on the mathematical modeling of um, hospital bacteria and how they are transmitted within ICUs. Um, yeah, so I think that's about 10 minutes. <laughs> that's
0: pretty good. Uh, tell <laughs> yeah. me about the wider scientific impact of modeling the spread of these diseases inside of hospital environments.
1: Yeah, so hospital-acquired infections um, have quite a uh, significant burden on the healthcare. So it's very important to quantify the transmission routes. So how they're transmitted within ICUs. And in, yeah, so in order to quantify that, I think mathematical modeling is very helpful because you can't always um, do experiments in ICUs. Um, And therefore I think, yeah, mathematical modeling uh, has quite an impact on um, trying to find the right intervention as well or designing effective interventions in ICUs.
0: Probably worth saying at this point, for those who aren't in the field, that ICU, I think, is intensive care unit, yes?
1: Yes, exactly, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: no problem, it's all right. Um, and tell me a little bit more about uh, what types of diseases you currently study um, and how one does a mathematical model. Um, what, what data do you need and how do you go about doing it?
1: Yeah, so I look uh, in particular at um, hospital bacteria. So um, I was uh, in the past two years looking at Pseudomonas aeruginosa, which is a multi-drug resistant bacterium. And these bacteria can cause um, infections, especially in um, patients that have an an immunocompromised um, uh, system. And uh, yeah, so what I use to identify the transmission routes of these bacteria in intensive care units is actually very simple. We have to know Um, when the patient was present in the ward. And um, these patients in in intensive care units, they also get sampled. So you identify whether the certain bacteria is present on on the body or in the body of the patient. And so they routinely get sampled with these, um, and and, they routinely get sampled so you can see whether uh, this bacterium is present. And this is basically data that you can use And with this data, you see whether, um, yeah, how many patients at the same time um, have this bacterium, so they are colonized with this bacterium. And then you can use these fluctuations of um, the prevalence, uh, so to say. And if the um, prevalence is very high in the ICU, then you know, okay, there must be some cross transmission between patients going on. And this is basically like the starting point for mathematical modeling.
0: That's fascinating, thank you. Um, and who collects this data? Is this done by hospital services, or is this done by nurses and doctors on the front lines, or do you have some other way of uh, getting it indirectly?
1: Um, yeah, so I usually get data from the hospitals directly. So um, I assume that the the healthcare workers there, so uh, doctors and nurses are collecting these data.
0: I get it, thank you. Um, So tell me a little bit about this particular Graduate Researcher Fellowship. Um, What is it about, uh, I think it's Dr. Ben Cooper you're working with at Oxford, Mm -hmm. and tell me about working in his lab. What is it that working in his lab and this particular fellowship, um, it will allow you to do?
1: Yeah, so Ben Cooper is uh, very well connected to a lot of um, other researchers and hospitals in the UK. And um, he also worked a lot on these mathematical modeling techniques in hospitals. And so he has like a lot of knowledge on that topic. Um, And uh, yeah, so he provides me with a lot of data from, for example, um, countries like Thailand or like other UK data that I could look at. uh, so yeah. so you
0: have a country by country specific index uh of the transmission and probably a disease by disease specific uh, index so so you can do this in different ways obviously based on the data you have
1: yes exactly and um also i think um the yeah it it differs i think per country um what um what kind of data is available and uh for me it 's interesting especially to work with Ben Cooper because he has a lot of data on Thailand, which is like more of a very different from data from France, for example. I was working a lot with data from from a French hospital, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's quite a challenge to work with uh, data from um, developing countries.
0: Do you think that the data that you're collecting now and the models you're deriving uh, with Ben and also in other aspects of your career are applicable at all to the current situation? And I should say to the listeners, if you're listening to this after 2020, that we're discussing the (laughs) coronavirus spread around the world.
1: Uh, yeah, might be, because I think, uh, especially for Corona, um, there have been some studies that looked at um, the transmission within hospitals. So I assume there will be uh, a lot of transmission from patients to the healthcare workers. And I think it would be interesting, actually, also to look at yeah, what's like the the level of within hospital transmission of um, corona and what kind of impact it can have to, for example, do some cohorting of the um, healthcare workers or like isolating certain patients and so on. So, Understood. yeah.
0: Okay, so tell me a little bit about um, your background. So what's the most exciting lab moment or professional accomplishment you've had to date? And tell me a little bit about uh, what that was like.
1: Um, that moment in, in my whole PhD or here in Oxford, you mean?
0: Oh gosh, it can be any time. <laughs> we're, we're looking for an exciting story of passion that makes you excited about science and technology.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, let me think about it a little bit. So I think uh, at the beginning when I started with my PhD, I came from um, with a mathematical background. I didn't have any medical background actually. So I think one of the most exciting moments at the beginning of my PhD was when I started to actually understand a bit more about the biological mechanisms of bacteria. And um yeah, to I when I realized that I finally sort of understand like the uh, the language medical people are using. Um and uh I I also started to go to a lot of conferences and uh, to do um, some presentations, and um, yeah, and uh, through some of the presentations, I got into one of uh, one competition which is called Breaking Science, where you try to explain like your PhD project to like a layman in layman words, and I think that was quite a nice experience actually to um, yeah to to participate in that competition.
0: Breaking science. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, that actually yeah. leads into the next question, which is what tips do you have for younger generations of students, um, undergraduates, graduate students who want to do the kind of work that you do?
1: Um, yeah, so I think at the end of my master's degree, so I studied maths and at the end of my master's degree, I realized that uh, and like a large part of my education, the science subjects were treated very separately. But of course, I think in, in our real world or like in nature, um, there are no clear borders or like boundaries between these subjects. And um, I think my tip would be that you um, very early start to do some um, multidisciplinary work. So, um, I think you can't really do any science without understanding um, yeah, the different subjects. So if you do maths, you can, you can do maths, I guess, just on your own. But it's much more fun to do maths in combination with biology or medicine. Um, yeah, so, all the
0: exciting things are interfaces, right? Between yeah, subjects. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. So um, that, like, to start off early to be interested in like, multiple subjects, I think is a, is a good tip. Uh, to apply your own subject.
0: Got it, and uh, tell me a little bit about the SLAS community, um, Laboratory Automation, Screening, Technology, Data Science. Um, have you been involved with us before? And if so, um, who are you most excited to network with now that you have this fellowship? Is, is there somebody specific or any specific group you're looking to get more in touch with?
1: Uh, frankly, I haven't been um, in, in contact with the SLAS um, community before. Um, but I, yeah, uh, when I did the research on this, uh, fellowship, I thought it would be really, um, exciting to, to get into the community and to get to know, um, all the people involved there actually.
0: Excellent. Well, we, we look forward to welcoming you at one of our hopefully virtual events later this year, or, um, one of our future European events. Is there anything else you'd like to give as a closing thought to our audience?
1: Um, yeah, well, uh, I think I'm very excited uh, about my PhD, which is on mathematical modeling and anyone who um, thinks that would be an interesting subject to work on, I think I would just encourage people to do uh, maths in combination with uh, medicine or biology.
0: Got it. And anybody who's excited will have them reach right out to you. <laughs> so yeah,
1: <right. laughs>
0: thank you very much, Mui, and congratulations again on this award. All right. Thank you.